TTB. Music podcast. Merry Christmas. Oh, sorry, no. Right. What well, time of year? What time of year? Yeah. It's, it's night what? still. What? Sort of. Hey. Well, it's daylight. Yeah, it is. Across uh, the bounds. Past eight in the evening. We're across the bounds of space and time. And it's still actually yeah. like the sun is still up. Amazing. Nice. Lovely yeah. stuff. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. It's, uh, it's properly spring. It is. Podcast um, four as well. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, um, it's like it's, um, for those of you listening in the future, it's practically coronation day. Um, this is true. We're only a... uh, Charles III, uh, not William V. <laughs> <laughs> Harry the what? Harry the what? <laughs> What was what was they calling? What did they call him in The Simpsons? Oh no, <laughs> Harry, Harry the Harry the something <laughs> wasn't yeah. wasn't flattering. <laughs> no, wasn't flattering. Mm. So we're back actually yeah. qu- quite quickly for us. Um, actually, it's kind of work work well because we we it's almost like it's almost like going back to the olden days when we realised that actually if you give yourself not that much time to do it, it kind of forces you to actually do it. Rather than kind of going a bit like homework, when you go, it's all right. I've got six weeks till like, this podcast, so therefore I'll leave it to the last week and a half before I start listening to anything. Didn't do it. Yeah, so. no, it's good. Actually, <laughs> yeah, we were just like, let's just let's just bang this one out. Yeah, and, and then I spent the rest of the week just listening to music, which is yeah, fine. I got into the groove this time. So we are doing Metallica, seventy-two seasons or seventy-seven minutes, as I call it. <laughs> Uh, Red Hook postcards from a loving hell. No postcard, sorry, not postcards. Card. Singular, Singular from a loving hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, living hell, even God. Um, loving hell. Loving hell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Living hell. Esther Rose, safe to run. Everything but the girl. Fuse. The National. The first two pages of Frankenstein and Susan Sunfall. Blummy. And there's lots of. Really good pronunciation mistake, mis- mistakes that. by me yeah. when we actually get round to that because I that. haven't figured out how to say any of that shit. Yeah. Anyway, we'll start with the 11th studio album from Metallica. We last did Metallica on podcast 11 2016, which was Hardwire for Self Destruct. Um, we seem to have missed uh, Death Magnetic. Uh, oh. uh, which I thought we had reviewed, but I we thought we did. But no. I couldn't see any record right. of the fact we did. So no, I thought we did. But all right. Anywho, yeah. uh, seventy-two seasons. Yeah, they're back after seventy-two seasons. Yeah, <laughs> boom. Yeah. <laughs> Are Metallica still the top of rock, Peter? This album. Yeah, you, know, you go into this album, you think it's Metallica. It's it's rock metal royalty. Uh, How's it gonna? How's it gonna be? Uh, with some nervousness, and you know what? As we were talking about this earlier. They did that blisteringly wonderful uh, revisit to the, the infamous so-called Metallica, Metallica, the so-called Black Album, yep. with the box set recently, which was about five hours long. Um, with other people doing the covers. With other people doing all the covers, of yep. course, not not them. Uh, which was good. Hasten <laughs> to add. Um, so this album. Uh, you think okay, maybe that's influenced the album. Maybe the, maybe there'll be a bit of the black album infused. Anyway, here we are, seventy-two seasons. The album it it has a tremendous opening. Um, and do you know what? My overall thoughts on this, and we'll get into this in a moment, I'm sure. It doesn't outstay its welcome. I know the tracks are long, and for yeah. those of you that are looking for a quick fix, uh, this is a long album. 
and many of the tracks are quite long <laughs> as yeah. well. Um, but actually, weirdly, I don't think I don't feel you might disagree. I don't feel it outstays its, it's long welcome at all. Um, where I do feel it falls down, I'm going to come to the positive in a moment. Mm-hmm. I'll just get this one out of the way. Where I do feel it falls down is actually the the, 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 the second half of the album for me yeah. was more enjoyable. Okay. I think the first album it thunders along at a real good pace. Yep. But actually, on the first couple of listens, you're kind of hard to distinguish between the tracks. It is a continuous. Yep. Fair enough. You know, um, and but this changes, I suppose. Uh, with Sleepwalk My Life Away, which has a great chorus that you can imagine shouting at the game, Wake me! etc. Yep. Um, which is also followed by the equally shoutable, You must burn! <laughs> um, and then you get to the halfway point, which is Lux Eternia. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. Yes, the, the three and a half minute pop song. Yeah, the three and a half minute pop song. Although three, it's not a pop song. It's, but it's, it's light relief, it really is. Um, so whilst it offers a return to the, the speed metal, it, I think it's the first song I thought that actually had the guitars come into the foot. I know this sounds mad, right? Because we're talking about Metallica. <laughs> but it was the first time I thought the guitars actually took centre stage. I mean, almost halfway through the album, it's been all drumming, all drumming all so far. There is, Not, yeah, there's always been a lot of The clicks, literal drumming, but also the guitar drumming. But, yeah. you know, uh, it, it, and so you get this amazing guitar riffs um, and that's brilliant and that works really well um, and I mean then we'd go back into sort of met- rock metal um, and you get the slower pa- then you get the slower paced um, crown of barbed wire which I think sets the tone for side two it's a bit more mixed a bit slower a bit more well thought out a bit more well paced not as repetitive mm. beats as in side yeah, one yeah yeah uh, and also seemingly louder because I think actually the guitars then do sort of come oh, mean, to yeah. the fore. I think it rocks harder in a weird way. Um, so my thoughts are overall this fast-paced album makes up for makes up for in speed what perhaps it loses in length. Um, the predominant sound throughout is probably the drumming. Um, the guitars do get in there uh, and make the most of the time that they have. Uh, and sometimes even the vocals are worth a mention as well. <laughs> That's these are quite interesting lyrics, actually. Yeah, very interesting lyrics. I think very vocally very interesting. Quite dark. Um, very dark, of course. I thought it's an enjoyable album, though. It rocks along at a pace, kind of. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I would agree with most of that. I think. Um, I mean, I, I think it's a more uneven album than the previous two albums they've released. Um, but again, I think when it, when it's good, it is um, mm. very, very, very good. But I think you're also right in saying that occasionally. Um, there are moments where it's a bit Metallica by numbers and yes. a bit, particularly a bit one note. Yeah. Um, in fact, it's like, as you say, all the songs sound, there's a few bits where they don't all sound the same because they don't all sound the same. Ironically, there's another album that I actually quite like in the podcast as well that you could also say is a bit one note, but, but mm-hmm. thing. Um, <laughs> and who would have thought that actually on that subject that I'd be missing a Metallica ballad? Because that's kind yeah, of what's no missing. Balance. That's right. kind of what's missing. Yeah. The, almost missing from the album. Yeah. Um, but repeat listings do pay uh, off. Uh, yes. As you say, it kicks off with a crowd-pleasing slice of classic thrashing Metallica. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I actually really like the riff on Shadow Follows, which is the next song. But as you say, it's you've got the 
Yeah, you got, you got, you got, yeah, yeah. You've, you've got Lars Ulrich's yeah. unique drum, drumming style. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Then, then, I, then I, they, for me, I used to prefer the second, second half. Then I, 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 I probably lean towards probably the first half to a certain extent. Cause I, I think the, 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 I think it's a run of three songs from Screaming Suicide, which I really like, mm. uh, through to Lux Eterna, mm-hmm. I say, which, which is, it's almost like Motorhead, really. That kind of thing. You got three and a half minutes of Motorhead, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and by far the shortest thing on the album. Although there was a there was a four and a half minute song yeah. later on, uh, yeah. too far gone later on in the record. Which I record. also, I, yeah, I put yeah. on my also like um, list. And even actually, bizarrely, what you what to go to what you were saying that it doesn't outstay its welcome despite the length. The longest track on the album is the final song, which is eleven minutes. And I actually felt that yeah, felt shorter than, short. than actually yeah. a, the other songs in the album. Is it really eleven minutes? Yeah. Wow. Because that feels far shorter than some yeah. of the other stuff. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That, that, and there's a really, really lovely guitar yeah, yeah. playing on yeah, that yeah. on that particular track okay. as well. Um, basically, it's a Metallica, big drums, big riffs. Yep. Some vocals. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, a, and a reminder that you know, when it comes to this kind of metal, they are still got st- it, still up there, still they? got it, yeah. yeah. Has swagger. Yeah, has swagger. That's, has that's swagger. Definitely has swagger. That's a, that's a good way of looking yeah. at it. So we're going to stay with metal of, of, of sorts and we're going to go for a new band from Australia called Red Hook and their album, debut album, Postcard from A Living Hell. Got the title right this time. Um, and this immediately sounded like a modern rock record yeah. to me when I first put it on. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. it's like you know, it's chock full of those kind of pop and dance influences yeah. and the band themselves describe themselves as Screaming rap, rock, electro pop mutants, which I thought was quite nice. <laughs> quite, I thought Brilliant. quite a nice description. Wonderful, actually. yeah, wonderful stuff. Um, and when I, when I first this is the first time, I, it reminded me kind of of, of kind of Paramore and Bring Me the Horizon, uh, both of whom we've reviewed in this podcast before. I need with a bit of Linkin Park thrown in, maybe as well. And on first listen, like I thought, eh, this is pretty solid, actually. Yeah. Um, and then it was on third listen. And this is one of two albums, and I mentioned this in a private conversation with you when. I've been home a lot less last couple of weeks, so I've been listening to most stuff just through speakers, yeah. and haven't I haven't been listening to anything through headphones. But I, but I actually listened to this for the third time and one other album for the third time on headphones. And actually, having the headphone experience on this album, particularly the start of the album, was because because actually quite a lot going on musically in the thing. It suddenly kind of opened up the record for for me, and I I, I went from thinking. This is solid to thinking that this is actually probably one of the best albums of this type, this mod- modern metal type, yeah. that, that certainly that we've covered yeah. and certainly that probably I've heard in a while. It's just really, you know, I love the pop sensibilities of it. I love the kind of the dance influences, the random uh, growl screaming that's in, that's in there, some good foot tapping melodies. And there's the whole energy of the thing, because again, it's it's quite lots of quite sh- quite short songs. Yeah. So again, it's kind of like three and a, three minute, three and a half minute songs. And also, how can you not like a band that names a song after Lewis Carroll's poem Jabberwocky? Absolutely. Um, yeah. I think the first half first half of the album is probably stronger than the second half of the album, yes. if anything. Yeah, so yeah. title track, uh, really really good, really like off of your head and critic. Critic, uh, I liked. Yeah. But I think the whole thing actually hongs together pretty well and, and ends with a song called Say, which is quite nice. Mm. We've also got three tracks on the album that are recorded with fellow Australian bands. So so I think so Imposter, Soju and Inarticulate are all done with other upcoming wow. 
Australian oh. Australian bands of the yeah. same same kind of punk rock modern punk rock obviously uh, uh, metal kind of genre and I think yeah I was I was pleasantly surprised by this album I thought yeah good on them I wrote Jabberwock is one of the first tracks I liked off this album I also wrote and you said it I, wrote, I also wrote the phrase in my notes here teen pop sensibilities <laughs> there we go it's like it's pop thrash metal and all of a sudden it's west coast Disney you know it's like it's yeah. Like it's yeah, there, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 um, it's fun it's loud it's it's teen pop sensibilities it's thrash metal it's a mix of one style to the next but it's balanced I think the difference is it's balanced Ooh. throughout and we've had albums like this in the past where it's just like it's the the, the sort of the 90 degree the 180 360 degree whichever one whichever one whichever degree you want whichever one of those and it's something very like you know left left turn right turn um, very sudden and you're like oh god that's too much but this is actually really well balanced and, and you know throughout the tracks it's it's um, such as inarticulate. It definitely leans more into the pop than the rock. Certainly, yes. Um, so do you, I really like the one with the the, the song audience fu chorus. Yep. Which clearly works well at gigs like that. Intervention light, um, critic you mentioned. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a great album, and you're absolutely right. And I don't know what the other album was that you listened to on your headphones. I listen to mo- see, I'm like the flip of what yeah. you are. I would normally comes- be that way. Yeah, but no, just- no, I've, I've really gone to headphones now over over other stuff. Um, uh, so I, can, I appreciate what you're saying there, and I'm quite interested to hear what the next album is that you mentioned that's the same, um, because it does change your view when you can hear it all sort of around you. Yeah, and this works really well, production wise. Good for them. Good so for them. We move on to some country, and we haven't done country for a while, actually. I know. Unbelievably, we had a, we have, used, used to have quite a good run of country. I know. Although, same thing, that until the last couple of weeks, we haven't really done kind of metal other stuff. Either. No, we, no, obviously, no. we did Babe Metal last, metal last time, and we've actually done... Yeah. So this is a fourth album from a lady called Esther Rose. Um, yeah, uh, and also quite a short album, this one. So quite, Yeah. Anyway, yeah. safe to run, Pete. Um, it's a, a slow, well, it begins as a slow, nicely paced country, but folky album uh, with a distinct indie vibe from track to track as well. Um, I, I think the opener, uh, Stay, is very well paced, mm. bouncy tune, yeah. followed by the excellent Chet Baker. Um, and well, then well, well, set- one of my favourite lyrics in that song. Yes. And then it settles into a, and a kind of nice, I said more leans more towards the folk than country because there's a nice sort of Dylan esque vibe going on, particularly on the track Spider. Um, but then at times the folk goes deeper. Um, there's St. Francis Waltz with its string arrangement, not to mention the music lyrics. I like the lyrics of that. Mm. Um, and then, but then it changes with, you know, there's the odd snippet of radio here, the odd snippet of a conversation here. Uh, I think New Magic. Two, which is in the middle of the sort of middle of the album, leans definitely more towards the sort of new country vibe, um, and then we get into the electronica that sort of comes in in the second half of the album. Yeah, it, it, it definitely goes it's off in a more more alt poppy. Yeah, not I mean not totally poppy, but it goes off in a, it certainly goes more in that direction in the second half. But of the it, album. It's, it's all very it feels like a natural progression. So as I say, back to the start, starts very sort of country. Um, very sort of bouncy traditional sort of meow, 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 yeah meow. big dong bro coming yeah. in in the, in the first exactly. track yeah. and, then, and then you get to the midway point and when the electronica kicks in the, the drums and the synths and what have you it feels quite natural it's, it's like it feels like that, that, that lyrically you were leading there anyway 
or musically and yeah. it, it feels really good um and i've written a few more notes about the final few tracks but uh i think what this i won't go into the detail but what this leaves me with this album is something of kind of a bittersweet taste towards the end um and it feels again lyrically it starts quite positively yeah. and then by the end it's quite bittersweet yeah 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 and I mean, the last track in particular um I couldn't decide whether that was a, a railing against God or a railing against the pervader of profits and capitalism. Mm. Um, okay, yeah. You know, because there, there was a there's a reference in there to, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I haven't I haven't done I haven't done the research, but no, you know, no, ignoring the warnings from from Greta, I'm pre- presuming that's yeah, you know, um, and then ignoring the warnings from Jesus as well. <laughs> And, and ending up in a situation where we all end up in heaven on the wrong side and, and it's just like yeah go to hell in a handcart yeah <laughs> <laughs> but but in between all of that there'd been some lovey dovey stuff at the beginning and something about our relationship turning sour towards the end <laughs> yeah it's a typical country then really yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, I agree I think I think, it's, I think you hit it on right on the head it start, starts off as a fairly traditional kind of country uh, record, and then halfway through, kind of goes slightly more adventurous and more kind of mm. poppy. Um, and there are gr- really nice bits in both. As you say the opening track is really lovely. Uh, Stay is a really lo- lovely, lovely track. Um, Chet Baker, which is the second track, I quite like that as well. That's one of the songs about looking back on younger you when basically what a titchy work and the kind of I love the line where he goes 23 uh huh save me which I thought was just like <laughs> yeah. uh, which I thought was quite funny and he mentioned Spider which for me when I was listening to that I was kind of thinking this belongs in a David Lynch film soundtrack uh, yeah yeah it just has, it has that that, feel. that yeah. kind of thing and thinking this is where this song belongs um, for me, my, my two favourite tracks on the album though are probably um, title track which I think is absolutely banging and Dream Girl, which is mm. that, which is another one of the songs that classic kind of country um, trope of small town girl going off to Hollywood, blah blah blah. Mm. But uh, obviously, traditionally, these songs were always sang from the male point of view, and you know, eventually, the lady had to come back home with a tail between her legs because yeah. everything had gone wrong. Um, so yes. it's different. So it's it's got a different take on that. But yeah, I think it's you know not heard of Esther before, but actually, yeah, yeah. A, a really pleasant record. Very, very pleasant. Really enjoyed that one. So we move on now to the return of Everything But The Girl with their 11th studio album, Fuse. First for 24 years. <laughs> I know. That long, huh? God, I know. <laughs> Crikey. So this is where I have to, this is where I have to start my, my huge disclaimer saying, never really that much, never really much, much of a no, fan. Don't we either. Yeah. Uh, you, my yeah. view was always like, they're yeah. fine, but they're didn't right. really yeah. need to exhaust percentage on them. Yeah. No. Uh, of course, Missing was a great tune, don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah still, absolutely. Yeah. But anyway, we're banger. back in still 20... a banger. Yeah, you know. Back in 2023. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking there's not a lot here that's changing my mind particularly. Nope. You know. Nope. And <laughs> I'm not saying this is a rubbish record. Nope. Uh because it's not. It's perfectly fine. Yep. Plus on the pluses, uh it's impressive that it's so cohesive and embraces um the sounds and trickery of modern era without losing what was unique to them as a band yeah 24 years and beyond ago um production's great thorn's vocal is right up in the middle of the mix mm-hmm. um 
couple of songs that I really, really, really like. Open Trap, particularly, which echoes Missing and a very and a few, few other of their songs, but with m- m- much more kind of a wav forms going woo, 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 mm. on on the thing. Uh, time and time again, I think later on this album also really, really liked. But if I'm being honest, I still find them kind of dull. Mm. Mm. Um, so for me, and, it's, and this was a perfect example of I've played several of these albums during. Uh, tea time dinner time in in the vine household uh and this one worked perfectly fine um but i think it worked perfectly fine because it's quite inoffensive background music mm. um and that's where i am with this release so so in, in a way my view of them as a band hasn't changed yep. in in 30 years yep. um i always thought they were perfectly fine but wasn't really something that really rocked my boat particularly and this album is equally perfectly fine and doesn't really rock my boat I, you know what Missing is funny because if it came on now I'd still be tapping my foot oh yeah it's absolutely uh, banging tune banging tune and you know what there are shades of that with the opener Nothing Left to Lose yeah very much so and and um, but I think side one alternates between the sort of the bangers or, and, and the, um, the more thoughtful pieces uh, like uh, Run a Red Light and uh, When You Mess Up um I'll say disclaimer now. Well, two disclaimers. One, I found side one more interesting because it goes from that sort of alternate hmm. where side yeah. two settles down but never quite, to me, gets going in the same way. Yeah, there's more variety on side one. My, yeah, more variety on side one. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm probably, in the next 30 seconds, I'm probably going to mention two bands that I do really like, one of which I really do like, uh, and yet everything but the girl I've never really sort of clicked with. And uh, and here we go. Caution to the wind sounds vocally like it's going after the hot chip sound at some point. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I there's a that, hot yeah, chip in there. Yeah, no, I'd agree. And, and that's great. Yeah, I yeah, really yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, and the same could be said for time and time again, which Neil Tennant's in there somewhere. He's he kind of in the mix. I was okay. Honestly... Okay, I take I take back saying that was one of the good songs. Yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely, sort of a more modern Pet Shop Boys sound in that. So you think, oh, you know, this I, I, I get it, I get it completely. This is where it's going. It's appealing to the same audience, and yet, and yet, um, no, it doesn't quite doesn't quite settle for me. And it's it's completely fine. And if you like, if you love the band and you're so glad that they're back, then I'm really happy for you because this is a good album. Yeah, from that point of view, absolutely. Yeah, um, but but as with their '90s heyday, I'm not I'm not on board. Not entirely on board yet. Uh. See, damn, that was the moment I was expecting us to disagree, disagree well. Like I was yeah. thinking, I'm going to say, no, didn't really, get him, say, yeah. didn't really get him then. No. Didn't really get him then. And you're going to go, oh, no. I really love this record. Yeah, no. No, no, I didn't really get them then and I don't really get them now. So it just goes to show that you can throw you can throw all the elements you think that Pete likes at a record. <laughs> and I come away thinking, meh. <laughs> I don't think we're going to affect the sales, it's fine. <laughs> or streams, indeed. Indeed. Um, in fact, we've given them some streams, so we've we've earned them point zero 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 zero. And one thing, and I'm going to say this about another album as well. We kind of come to. Um, I listened to this album a lot, and I just kept listening to it and listening to it and listening to it. And I thought, I'm, this is going to click at some point, and it did, but it never quite did. Yeah, yeah. Moving on, then uh, we've got two albums left, and amusingly, I'm going to put this on the front. So, we've got the National which we're going to review next, and then Susan Sunfall after, after after that. We actually last reviewed these artists on the same podcast. No way! 
Podcast Aid 2017. Wow. I remember it well. So Susan's album was Music for People in Trouble, which was her last album. Oh, yes. And uh, The National was their album before the last album, uh-huh. Sleep Well Beast. Uh-huh. But yes, so... But amusingly, when I looked through, wow. thinking, Funny what are the chance? What are the chances? What we actually re- chances? last reviewed them okay. on exactly the same podcast. Yeah. However, National are back. They've had an album that we didn't review in between. Um, this is uh, their, I think, it's their ninth uh, album. Mm-hmm. Uh, first two pages of Frankenstein. The mm-hmm. album is called. Uh, I know from our conversations, we both we both did back to back listens of this record. Yeah. Did that pay off, Pete, in this yeah, case? And then this is the other album that I just yeah. referred to that I listened to again and again and again and again and again and again. And um, I'll leave that hanging for a moment. I'll come back to it. It's it's It has a very mellow, atmospheric beginning. And then things do pick up a pace. But for me, the album really hits its stride when Phoebe Bridges of mm-hmm. pad- Podcast 3... Yes. 2023. Yes. <laughs> last, last time, yes. <laughs> last time. As, as, as part of Boy Genius, yes. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and, and I think things really sort of sort of hit their stride at that point. Um, yeah, she's on two of the tracks. And actually the other track she does as well, um, Your Mind Is Not Your Own, is also good. Yes. Um, she'll say that it's, uh, This Isn't Helping is the, is the first track she's on. Yes. Oh, sorry, yeah. yeah. And, and This Isn't Helping, which is the track, this track that I'm talking about, the yeah. first track that she's on, followed by... Um, Tropic Morning News. Hmm. I think that's that's a really sort of that's a good that's a good sort of it sort of feels like it comes together at that point. It's funny because before those two tracks, there is a track called New Order T-shirt, and I actually think Tropic Morning News sounds like New Order. <laughs> it does a bit, actually, yeah. <laughs> you know, whereas New Order T-shirt doesn't. <laughs> and it's funny because obviously, because and obviously, just that thing. Obviously, yeah. New Order name band. They yeah. also I can't think it might be that track before that where they mentioned both the Cowboy Junkies and Afghan Wigs. Yes, so the Afghan like, Wigs get mentioned. Yeah, yes, yeah, so they're, yeah. they're kind of they're kind of band name dropping throughout yeah. the whole bloody this first no, part of the album. Exactly, I don't think it was that track or it's Eucalyptus where they get mentioned. Yeah, I think anyway. it's Eucalyptus. Yes. Yeah, there's, there's a there's a run of bands that are mentioned, but then you finally get one that sounds like one of the bands. Um, for me, this was all about side two. Okay, there is a run. Um, Alien, the Alcott with our old friend Taylor Swift. Indeed. And um, Grease in Your Hair. And I think there's a run of about three or four tracks there inside two. Mm. Uh, I think it's a great run. It's a really great run. Uh, and it actually really lifts the album because, as I say, I struggled to sort of find it. Yes. Up, until those first couple of tracks I mentioned a moment ago. And then we get this great run on side two, which sort of pulls it together. Um, but where I've my perhaps opinion of this album falls down is I did listen this is the album I listened to the most everything that, but the girl was closed but this this album to do and possibly similar actually yeah and on repeated listening as well and I kept listening to it I've got to listen to that again I've got to listen to that again and actually I, I rarely do this I rarely when we're doing these things I rarely put an album on three times in a trot on the trot ditto um, and it, it didn't quite click for me so so all that praise I've lavished on it. It's well deserved. Side two, I love, but in overall, not quite. Yeah, hmm. not quite. Feeling. Well, I know at the start of the podcast with the Metallica album, I said that there was another album that that, that I thought uh, suffered from being a bit one note. Yeah, well, it's this one. This, this, this one. Yeah, but but again, I like the, so. but but like the Metallica yeah. album, I think I, I think this is a really good record. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But uh, but, but first first time the first time. I, 
This was the only album actually on first list, and I wrote a comment down about. Yeah. Which I which I wrote washes over you, but in a good way. Yes. Yes. That was fine. And that was what I put but, yeah. but, then, but then, as you said, like then, there was, some, there was something about it that yeah. actually made me kind of go, oh, "No, I'm going to listen to that again." Yeah, listen to it again. And I and I actually love the opening track. The opening track, yeah. I yeah, think, yeah. Uh, which is uh, "Once Upon a Poolside," uh, which, which, which has uh, Seth and Stevens being yep. Beverly. Yeah. Really, really love that. And I was thinking, say this just this song its, it's own album will do will do me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and it, Pace-wise, I thought it was very actually quite simply, but obviously Taylor Swift is on this album. Obviously, yeah. Um, Aaron Dresner, who is a member of the band, yeah. bass player in the band, co-wrote some of the stuff on last couple of Taylor Swift albums and produced the last couple of Taylor Swift albums. Uh-huh. So obviously, there's a similarity there. Um, and I thought pace-wise, it was very similar to the last two Swift albums, and the yeah. fact, fact that it is that kind of fairly kind of sedate kind mm. of pacing and things just drift into each other and it's almost more about changing textures musically rather than changing musical styles um but i did i, I did i did like it i mean i, I um as you say the opening track and your mind is not your friend which is the second bridges contribution Probably my two favourite tracks on the on on, on the album. Yes. Taylor Swift thing is it's obviously it's beautiful, beautiful, it's beautiful. It's good. Beautiful, it's not beautiful, as good as the. I prefer the Fever Bridges stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, beautiful song. And it, it it is you know I would rec- I would recommend this bit for people because it, it is it is a really really lovely record. Um, the fact that you know, the fact that I genuinely have listened to uh, similar to you I think I think I've I think as of this afternoon I'd listened to it five times. Yeah. Um, and enjoyed it all five times, yeah. but as you say, there's, there's there is a slight kind of gnawing bit in the back of your brain, kind of thinking it's kind of missing something, though, isn't it? You're thinking there's lots of really good stuff in here, and but it's close to being very good, but not yeah quite there. Yes, and I think that's what frustrated me. Frustrated me about the Everything But The Girl album, but in a different way. Um, but actually, I, I felt that this was an album that I would respond positively. I have responded positively to it, but I feel, I feel like I should like it more. Um, and who knows, by the end of this year, it might be my favourite album. Yeah. yeah. Well, the fact, the fact that we both, we, both, we both listen to it a lot and come back to it, yeah. if you're listening to it, means there must be something that's dragging yeah. you back to it, regardless of what it is. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, indeed. So last album, uh, Susan Sunfall. Um, actually, I'm not sure which album, what album we were at with Susan. Uh, should look that one up. Uh, three. No, third? no. I think we're. I think, second. Is it the third one? we've reviewed, but I think I think there's. She got a couple more. Before. I, think, I think there's like I think we've probably the sixth or seventh. Oh, really? Together, maybe. We're into the depth there. Yeah. Right? So this is called uh, Blommy. Blommy. Uh, which I think means in bloom, essentially. Yes, essentially. essentially. Um, and I think people love, often speak of the likes of Kate Bush and Bjork when they're talking about Sun Four as an artist generally, particularly people that are familiar with her entire oeuvre, as they and And with good reason, because she certainly is an artist who wow. embraces quirk and in, inventiveness. Yes. Um, I mean, we fell in love with her for a synth poppiness back on 12 Love, love Stories. Yeah, 10. Uh, 10, ten love, love Stories. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. to cost it. We're equally impressed when, when she mellowed out for music with people in trouble. Yeah. Um, 
this album definitely goes further down that kind of that kind of road yes. of being more on the kind of mellow side of things. Um, she's become a mom during the time between the album and this this album, um, and this album certainly reflects that whole family birth renewal nature nature big time uh, presence on this album. Um, in fact, so much we we definitely begin with kind of uh, nature and stuff and the kind of white noise thing with a friend of uh, Sunfor's kind of uh, talking about sp- spirituality essentially as the opening thing, thing which is it's, which is very much a kind of like the kind of thing you'd expect on a Kate Bush or a Bjork album yeah. and the kind of thing that made my family kind of go can we turn this off. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, and it is not opening. It's not what you particularly want. Um, and then, and then you move, and then it kind of moves from there into the first song proper, which is more, more a kind of. I, I wrote down. This is kind of an ethereal, s- slow show tune. Um, which also didn't particularly resonate with me particularly, and I was thinking, oh my god, am I going to be in a season seven for album? I'm going to go, mm, don't like this. Uh, and then the album's title track comes in track three and I'm thinking, uh, I was going this is magnificent yes I love this song uh-huh. this is just brilliant and from that point onwards I'm back in Suzanne Sunford territory I'm going I love this record this is great uh, channeling Carol King Dusty Springfield on things like Fair, Fair the, Featherwell Runer and Nat Sunga um Got some like, some gospel stuff coming in on what I call the clapping song, so it says in pronouncing what the actual song title is, which has added bird song and a fiddle outro, which is like, again, yeah, we've been there before with with Sunfall when suddenly something goes off and becomes a, a totally different song. Um, Ali uh, o- Osha is uh, very, I thought, was very Kate Bush like, and then it has a swarm of bees at the end, as you do. There's a kind of Tom, almost Tom Waits-esque kind of tune, which is uh, Sani Yare Li, which was apparently an erotic Minoan text translated into Old Norse by her father, uh, who oh, features on the cover of the album. Old Norse? Yes. Right. Okay. Clearly you'd recognise well, the Old I, I, I Norse. I wrote German question mark. Yes. <laughs> I thought it was German at first as well. So, uh, right. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean... I, 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 if you ignore the opening yeah. spirituality thing and the slightly dodgy, I mean, okay, first track, mm. I think this is brilliant. It's funny. The the I put German question mark because I question the sort of the the, um, the the clearly Nordic title. Um, yes, I've written my first comment is take away the first track of spoken word through a Doctor Who filter of sounds. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and this mellow album of dark Scandi pop is more like her previous album, Music for People in Trouble, than and and do you know what my overall comment and I'll skip to the end of my review and I'll go into it a bit more in a second, um, is you know it's a definite progression from from her in terms of that previous album. Mm. It, it follows that that train, if you will. Yes. Um, I think the album proper begins with the lovely Ashira song, which I actually think I like more than you did. Mm, I okay. uh, for me that that sort of that on repeated listen that that grew on me. But I definitely agree with you. It hits its stride with Blommy and Runa, which follows yeah. those sort of two or three tracks there. 
that really sort of comes together in terms of you know how it how it is um and it never really loses track from that point and you mentioned some of the tracks there um Alyosha yeah very Uh, reminiscent actually of 10 love songs silencer that's sort of you know the way that sort of builds the guitar the string etc I actually think that was quite it was very. I was just. I had to go back and listen to that sort that previous mm, song. Yeah. Because I was just like, I've heard. I've, I like this. I heard it before. I've heard a version of it before. But this is definitely a progression of that. Um, yes, German, not German. Um, spoken words song is also great, and I like Nat Songa. Yeah. Uh, which is where it bows out the extra mellow track at the end or towards the end there. Then you get a bit of a reprise of the experimentation with. But without, without the spirituality. But without the spirituality. And, and you mentioned Kate Bush and Bjork, obviously. I'll, I'll go as far as to mention Yoko Ono as well. Because well, okay. actually, Fair the final words of the album are, with the word of the heart being, yes. And of course, that is how John Lennon met Yoko Ono. With the word yes. So I thought I got very Ono vibes from that. So overall, yeah, really enjoyed this album a lot recognise its appeal might be limited <laughs> well particularly, particularly anyone, anyone anyone that literally starts the album trying to listen to it as an album yeah there's a lot of people that aren't going to get past I, the first track I must confess and this is something I never do particularly for albums I like um, on repeated listen I may have skipped the first track once or twice well yeah because once you've heard it once you've heard it the once I'm done you're thinking okay I heard yeah. that she has a very nice voice yeah yeah Spirituality. And that's yeah. a terrible confession to make, but, but I may have done that. No, I think that's fairly mm. acceptable, really. Um, I'm now getting that thing. Usually, it's quite funny that, some, that I had someone ask me the other day when you get going, do you know what your favourite album of the podcast is before coming to the podcast? And, and sometimes I kind of do. Yeah. And then sometimes, sometimes I kind of don't. And I'm just thinking, no, I'm just going through it again. What is my favourite album? Um, it's like mm. I, I kind of do. My, do you know what this podcast? My appreciation of a couple of the albums has built during our conversation, actually, in the last 20, 30 minutes. Well, that's always that's so always that's a good thing as well. Good value. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's worth turning up. Yeah. Um, so I, mean, I found this on my chair. Can I open it now? Oh yes, this is the the, the belated birthday present. Oh, wonderful! I have a feeling it's musically themed because it rattles yeah. like a cassette. <laughs> Oh, it's a packet of Bowie Trump cards. Yeah. Oh, Bowie Top Trumps. Sweet. Bowie Top Trumps. Um, as I may have bored you with, um, I've not bored them, the listener, with. I am actually going through a bit of a Bowie project at the moment. I'm listening to all the stuff chronologically and sort of assessing it in my own yeah. nerdy way. Well, I apologise for a few of those albums. <laughs> Do you know what? No, do you know what? It was just like, it's your appreciation of Diamond Dogs. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm oh, with you, no, Diamond yeah. Dogs, love Diamond Dogs. Yeah, love Diamond Dogs. Um, thank you very much. That, oh, that's sweet. Ah, oh, Bowie. Yes. Anyway. I, I saw those in Glasgow and thought, yeah. there's an idea. Absolutely perfect. Wonderful. I'm going to have much fun with them. So, that's another podcast done. Uh, hopefully, we're back in around about a month's time for... Did you get, are you, you going to pick? No, oh, oh, you got to uh, pick it. You got to pick it. You're avoiding picking. I am. I am. Uh, um, uh, it's. It, I'm going to say two different answers because of different oh. things. The 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 true long term answer 
is going to be some, Susan Sun 4 apart from the yeah, first two tracks. Um, but I am going to make a special thing of, of, of uh, picking up Red Hook, who, like I said, I uh, genuinely think Ooh. are uh, the first kind of new rock metal band playing that type of music. There's lots of bands that sound very similar that has actually made me kind of go... Actually, I quite like listening to this, and I would, I would come, I would actually actively choose to listen to this record again rather than going, oh, podcast done. I don't need to listen to them again. This is where we radically diverge, for once. Um, yes, it's a good album. Um, I'm not sure I'd rank it in my final ranking. Um, I agree with you on Susan Sunfor. I think that's going to be up there. Uh, but for me, coming straight out of the the podcast, it's Esther Rose. There you go. Well done, Esther. If only we knew somebody that had a wife called Esther who keeps wanting us to go and meet up. Oh, if you listen, if you listen to the podcast, Selby. <laughs> if, you know, if you're not, you're never going to know the day we're meeting up, which is going to be a <laughs> bit of a shame, really, isn't it? Oh, I hope he is listening. Um, so if you are listening, mate, um, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll sort it out. Coming to a pub near you soon. <laughs> until then until then until then Selby bye